Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, I wish somebody had about just two more minutes. They could do to just bow down.
Oh, Lord, and I just found out I was on mute. Amen. Brother Troy Watson, can you come forth and please give the prayer? Praise the Lord. Can you hear me? Yes. Father God, we thank you right now for this evening, oh God, right now. God, we just come before you right now, God, saying thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this allowing us to come into this place today, oh God, of worship. We come to give your name the glory, the honor, the praise. Father God, we just pray, oh God, that you just touch every heart on our line tonight, God. Let your blood cover this line, oh God. Let your blood prevail, oh God. We just pray right now that you would just have your way, oh God, on this evening. Father God, touch that speaker on this hour, oh God. Father God, touch them in a mighty way, God. Stripping this heart, stripping this mind, stripping this soul. God, we thank you right now for those that's on the way on the line. Father God, allow them to get here safely and sound. Father God, just touch every heart, mind, and soul tonight just to receive the word from the Lord. Be praying right now that you are moved by your spirit. God, we thank you for what you are doing in, this, in, in, our, in, in our life right now. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this time right now. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us through this whole week, oh, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do in our lives. Father God, we just pray right now for strength. Lord, we thank you right now for what you're about to do. We just trust in your word, God. We stand on your word, God. We know that you are the God of, the, I mean, of, of love and peace and kindness. So, God, we pray right now for strength and direction and guidance. God, touch every soul in this time today, oh, God. We pray, oh, God, that you are moved by your spirit. We pray, oh, God, that you have your way, oh, God, on this night. We pray this name and Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 To the given God honor. Amen. Thank you. 
many of you really love him today? But I love him with my whole heart, my mind, and my soul, everything that is within me. reading will be coming from Genesis 26 and 27. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that crept upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. This is the word of God. Amen, amen. Good evening, everyone. This is Apostle Paul and my brother, Deacon Carlton James, and we are here to welcome you tonight to our very first night of our Men's Summit Revival. Amen. And we just want to welcome you here to have a good time, to enjoy the Lord, bless the Lord on tonight, worship him with us as men in God. Amen. All of you brothers that are on the line, we invite you to worship God with us. Amen. On uh, this evening, we have a great speaker tonight. Uh, He is our spiritual father, amen, of uh, Deacon Carlton and myself and my wife. We are so very honored to have him here tonight. Uh, Deacon Carlton is going to be introducing him later on in the service. Uh, We have uh, Prophet uh, Charles Light with us tonight, who is going to be sharing some spoken word for the men. We also have our guest psalmist tonight, Arthur Rowland, amen, who is one of our artists, emerging artists on WVOD Radio. So we are so honored to have all of these men, these men that stand firm in God on tonight. And one um, special brother that is here, amen, I am going to bring him to the line so that he can continue uh, to welcome you on this evening as the co-founder of Men Standing Firm in God, my brother, Deacon Carlton James. Come on forth, man of God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Oh. God bless everyone that's on the air this this evening. Uh, as my, as Pastor, as Apostle Paul was saying, uh, you guys get ready to be blessed. 
the table will be set tonight by the set man of God. Let me tell you about it. Oh, we got some gumbo in store for you, Holy Ghost gumbo. I'm going to tell you how it goes because uh, my father, yeah, my spiritual father is here to bring you the word, the unadulterated word of the, of, of the word of our Lord and Savior. And uh, he don't play no punches. He tells you how it is. Oh, get ready to be blessed. Oh, my father. Oh, hallelujah. Y'all got to get ready for this. Uh, this is a true man of God that's about to come forth. Oh, hallelujah. Um, I, I've been setting up on this man for, for oh, gosh, for so long. Matter of fact, he brought me out uh, of a lot of stuff. When I first went to him, like, uh, I couldn't see my hand in front of my face, you know what I'm saying? And uh, for the Bible go, <laughs> okay, that was just a book, you know. But now, <laughs> under, under his coolness, oh, my God, I got to tell you, um, once you hear him speak, once he opens his mouth, you will, you, will, you will be able to understand what we see, what we talk about, but we listen how, Father, who, yes, uh, Pastor, and, 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 and he, he's not one to uh, put on airs or, 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 or on titles, but uh, everybody in the house, and I'm talking about the new death and the family worship channel for all nations, we all know he's an apostle. We all know that, you know, we know that, because, uh, you know, but like, you're going to find out right now when, when Pastor Deontay Atkinson steps to the mic and, 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 and lay it down for you. You know, he's going to put the word on you. And uh, trust me, once he starts, you ain't going to want him to start. I'm telling you, that's how it works. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my Father in heaven. I just thank you all for being on the airways tonight. Uh, like I said before, just be get ready to be blessed. Um, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to take up much more of your time because uh, uh, the apostle is going to lay some words of wisdom on you. Then I'm going to come back and introduce to you our Father. Amen, amen. Almost sound like he got a pre-introduction. Amen. <laughs> that was good. Amen. And everything that he said is so true. Amen. Everyone is going to uh, enjoy um, Pastor. Uh, we call him Pastor D. Amen. We we are going to enjoy him tonight. Amen. Uh, we actually was tuned in. I, I don't know if Pastor D knows this online. Um, I believe it was last Sunday, honey, or the Sunday before? Um, last week. Last week. We, we, I mean, oh, my goodness. We got fed right on Facebook. Thank God uh, for our sister, uh, Elder Colette. She was streaming it live. So, Pastor D, I don't know if you know, but we were with you on last Sunday morning for service. Amen. And we're looking forward to somebody else uh, streaming it live uh, that we can be with you. Um, amen. And prayerfully, we're going to be down there in Vegas in October. Amen. In the front row. Amen. If we can't get in the front row, we'll get in the second row. But we're going to be up front. Amen. So that we can get that good, good word. Amen. But we're truly honored uh, with his presence here tonight and uh, with our special uh, gospel artist guest, uh, 
brother uh, Arthur Rowland uh, is with us here also. Amen. But at this time, we're going to uh, bring our ministry um, admin uh, to bring us our announcements uh, regarding the rest of this week. So, Minister-elect Karen Franklin, if you can come and just bring those announcements for what's going on for the rest of uh, this week for the Men's Summit. Hello, everyone. Um, On the second night, which is August 20th, tomorrow, our special guest will be Jonathan Valencia, the youth pastor Jonathan Valencia, and the words of empowerment with Dr. Tracy Randall and the spoken word artist, uh, Prophet Charles Light. And then on the third night, which is uh, August the 21st, evangelist Katrina Reese and and the special musical guest will be powerhouse Pam Waters and the spoken word prophet Charles Light. You don't want to miss these three nights of encouraging and uplifting time in God. Our ministry website is www.e is in Edward, W is in Walter, O is in Oscar, L is in love, M is in money.org. And our radio website is www.wvodradio, all one word, net. Where the sounds of gospel, uh, where the sounds of gospel soothe, uh, goodness, get it together, Karen. Where the sounds of gospel are smooth for your soul, mind, and spirit. Thank you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Sister Karen. Amen. And we want to say thank you also to our newest uh, member here at um, EWOLM, uh, Prophet Troy. Uh, Winston, amen. He opened us up in prayer. Uh, We just want to honor him uh, in his place this evening and thank God for him being here. Amen. But at this time, amen, we're going to bring to the mic for our worship time. Amen. He is going to bless us with two uh, songs and A and B selection. Amen. Um, We want to welcome, amen, here this evening, uh, Brother Arthur Roman, amen. God bless you, man of God. Are you there? I'm here, brother. How are you this day? Amen. We are blessed and so honored to have you here with us. Amen. Come on and take us into the throne room of worship. Amen. Amen. I just thank God for the opportunity. You know, the word of God says that when we are made new, we are new creatures. All things have passed away and behold, all things become new. So we should act and we should look like Christ. And that is our goal and that's our desire every day. But when we change, people don't want to access us security. And we say things like this. What is it that makes me smile? What is this makes me want to change my style? Took nothing, made something out of me. Put a smile on my face for the whole world to see. He takes ordinary things to necessary. Make my heart feel merry. That's what Jesus can do. He takes. Ordinary, 
That's what Jesus can do. Let me tell you what he did. He took a wounded man, and God made him whole. He showed compassion for a weary soul. He healed the blind man, spit out on the ground and made up clay so that he could see. And then he made the lame man walk just like me. He takes ordinary and things was necessary. Made my heart feel very. That's what Jesus can do. He takes ordinary and takes what's necessary. Made my heart feel merry. That's what Jesus can do. Listen, this is what God does. He uses ordinary people. Every day, stop them on the way. God uses ordinary people just like you and me. And he does it every day. Somebody asked me, what is this? That makes me smile. What is this that makes me want to change in my style? I said it wasn't nothing but God takes the ordinary and change what was necessary. Made the heart feel very. That's what Jesus can do. He took ordinary. And change was necessary. Made my heart feel merry. That's what Jesus can do. Ordinary. Your change was necessary. So maybe somebody listening over radio tonight. That feel like you're just not good enough. Feel like you're just not saved enough. But all you got to do is meet God where he is, and he'll meet you where you are. And if he calls you, he'll equip you. The world's going to tell you things, but if you're ordinary, he'll change what's necessary. He'll make your heart feel there. That's what Jesus can do. He'll say, Change was necessary. He'll make your heart feel That's what Jesus can do.
I thank God for being who he is in my life. Those of you who don't know God, let me introduce you to him. Let me tell you a little bit about the God I serve. Hey, hey. Listen to me as I say the words of this song. Ever been a time in your life? Search everywhere for the right words to say. Wondered if God even heard your call. But you remember he was God and he knowed it all. He said, be still and know that I am God. But learning how to wait sometimes, that's the hard part. Even when anything around you is falling down, and there's not a word, nowhere to be found. That's when the devil says, where's your God now? But believe he'll fix it some way, somehow. Hold on. My God. He knows it. He knows it all. Yes, he does. Every, every, everything in life, everything in life is in his hand. And he will fight your battle if he just keeps still. I'm a living witness to that, church. There's going to be times that you will have to feel like you're fighting by yourself. But remember, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord. Be encouraged, whatever you're going through, whatever the circumstances. Listen, in every life, some rain is going to fall. But we serve a God who is able to deliver from it all. Trials going to come in every life, but they come to make us strong. And sometimes we want to give up, but there's just a test of God saying, hold on, my God, my God, he knows it all. He knows it, knows it, knows it all. He knows when you stumble and when you fall. And pastor, you can just wait on him. You don't have to wear him by the thing. Everything in life is in his will. I'm here to tell you tonight, he'll fight the battle if it's just he feels. But what you got to do, you got to keep trusting. Keep on walking on down the line. When friends talk about it, always trust and believe in God. Keep walking. Keep on walking down your road. Race is not given to the swift, nor to the strong, but to those that endure till the end. Trouble's going to come in your life. But my God knows it all. He'll fight the battle if you tell keep still. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Be encouraged, listeners. No matter what the storms are in your life, God will bring you through on the other side. 
Amen. 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 Yeah. Come on, everybody, give the Lord a hand. Come on, let's give him some yeah. praise. Amen. Keep on walking. Hallelujah. Keep on praising the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Up and Roland. Amen. We'll look for you to uh, come back and bless us with another song after the introduction of the speaker before he comes forth. Amen. But we bless the Lord. Amen. Let's give the Lord. Let's give the Lord. Let's give the Lord another hand. Hallelujah. This is, this is our worship time. Amen. Glory. Glory. Amen. 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 At this time, we have a very special treat. Amen. Uh, we have with us uh, this evening another one of our artists uh, from WVOD Radio, and he does spoken word, and it is some powerful stuff. Up, amen. And his name is Prophet Charles Light. And tonight he is going to speak with us in a spoken word poetry form to the men. Amen. So all of you brothers that are on the line, those of you that are listening uh, through Blog Talk Radio, through Facebook or Twitter or uh, Google Plus, uh, listen to the brother as he comes forth and shares these words of encouragement with us as men. Prophet Light. God bless you, and welcome. Come and share with us. God bless you, Apostle. Thank you. And uh, God bless everybody that's in the sound of my voice and all the people of God in Jesus' name. And thank you for inviting me, and uh, I've been enjoying the service so far and feel the presence of the Lord. And I just want to um, share just two things, just a little four or five-minute thing. That uh first part of it is um, my real testimony, what the Lord brought me from. Because, you know, with men, the first establishment for a man, there has to be a father. And so uh, God established himself in us knowing him as our father, our father. We cry. And my point is is that um, a lot of young men now don't know what it is to have a father or don't know what it is to have a father of love. And so uh, by the grace of the Lord, he, I, he brought me out of the street and a lot of stuff. I'm not going to share all of that. I'm from Detroit originally. There's a lot of gang activity and different things, and then the Lord delivered me and saved me and made me his own. And so my first part of it is really my testimony I shared in prison before and stuff like that. But um, And then the last part, there's always a before and after. Uh, the caterpillar has to become a butterfly. So we need to be born again of Christ Jesus. And so my point is, is that the first part of it is called uh, every man goes through a warfare and is living here on this planet because this is a battleground and um, it's a spiritual war and we don't always know that. Sometimes we fight in counter wars counter, with counter weapons. But we have to fight with the things that God gives us, and the first weapon is love. And we don't understand that because it don't make natural sense. But my first um, poem is going to be, uh, my testimony is called, I've been fighting three wars. And every man can relate to the battle that we deal with just in daily living. It goes like this. I've been fighting three wars all at one time. These streets, my home, and this war in my mind. The weapons of these wars are not the same, but they all join together to increase my pain. The one in the street is with my fellow man. If I look at him hard, I need a gun in my hand. Can't even walk these streets with peace of mind. I'm watching mm. a drive-by tanks with snipers drinking wine. The mm. thing about this war that it hurts to see is that the one called the enemy looks just like me. I my can't even relax around mm. my own brothers because most of these fools will kill their own mother. I want to get out of this dog-rat-cat system but I ain't got no skills, nothing but a pistol. So I'm carrying this thing like it's my best friend. And time after time, I'm getting in trouble again. How come my life is like this? I want to live right, but everything I'm trying to do is always a fight. 
I done fell mm-hmm. in a pit. I'm kind of trapped. I can't see. Somebody with some strings must be controlling me. These wow. fools I'm hanging with, they're doing the mm-hmm. same old thing. Dying, going to jail, selling cocaine. I'm tired mm-hmm. of these fools, and I'm tired of this game. I'm going to smoke me some knowledge instead of cocaine. Mm-hmm. real enemy mm-hmm. ain't in the street with a gun. It's this fool in the mirror that's had me on the run. Now, what mm-hmm. do I do since I identified this nut? I got to learn to control him for he disintegrates my butt. I'm tired well, of being wow. controlled. I need new thoughts in my brain. I'm going to start Ooh. feeding the knowledge instead of cocaine. I'm going to hunt down the truth like Rambo on a mission. Going to first mm. stop at a bookstore, get some ammunition. Come now I'm now. starting to see the light, mm. and it's starting to come clear. I've been a slave under a whip like one of Santa's reindeer. I've been killing well, my own people. Wow. About to kill myself. That's double suicide like I'm a puppet on a shelf. Mm-hmm. No matter what they do or they try to take from me, they won't take my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is the key. But mm, wisdom is the now. key. The dough is love. Oh, and this kind of knowledge I get from above. Mm-hmm. It's through God I got knowledge of things not seen. Mm-hmm. And it's because of my relationship. I'm walking with the king. Hey. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Hey. Oh, my God. Oh, come on, let's brother. Go. Let's praise him. Hey. Come on, let's give him some praise. Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah, Hallelujah. Awesome. 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 Powerful stuff. Wow, that was awesome. Mm. My God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Let's bless the Lord. Amen. Let's, let's begin to make the atmosphere conducive for the man of God to come and minister to us. Amen. You brothers that are on the line, unmute your phone. Let's get with the men in the heart of God tonight. Come on, brothers. Let's bless Let's Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
I just was about to cancel everything. But God said, no, I've called you to this for a purpose, son. And you've got to go forth no matter what. Amen. Amen. There's going to be battles. Amen. Amen. And that was a battle today, but I got through it. And I came home and and, and I relaxed and calmed myself down. Amen. And said, okay, God. And, you know, things have tried to get in the way with even preparing for the call tonight. But I thank God for using you, man of God, with that. Not wait to see how he's going to use you tomorrow. Amen. But at this time, we're going to, without any further ado, amen, I'm ready for the word. I don't know about anybody else. (laughs) I'm ready for the word. Hallelujah. That that was, amen, that was just, amen, the cake being baked. Amen. I'm ready for it to come and be frosted and sit out. Amen. So get your knives and forks ready. Amen. And we're going to bring my brother. Amen. I, I already know he stirred up after that. So, amen. We, we we might have to cut him off just to bring the man to God. <laughs> amen. Woo, I tell you, that Praise gumbo, you. he talked about that gumbo. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's on the stove mm. and it's bubbling about right now. Amen. But mm. brother uh, Deacon Carlton, come and in, introduce our speaker tonight. And then after that, you will hear uh, Brother Arthur Roland one more time. And then the next voice that you hear after uh, Dr. Roland will be that of our guest speaker. Amen. Come on, uh, Deacon James. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my brother. Uh, Words cannot express exactly what I feel for this man of God. But before I before I go into all of that, let me say that uh, Brother Light has definitely set the table, <laughs> and now, and now <laughs> it is time for, for, for to be fed. For my Father will bring you the word, and not not just the word, but he will he will fill you to the utmost to the oh this man of God. That I'm about to that I that I have the pleasure, the honor to introduce to you. Oh, the words cannot express exactly the type of man of God that he is. But take my word for it. Listen to his words, and uh, he will invoke the throne room right around you, because uh, he comes from what thus saith the Lord. And I, I give you now, our pastor, our spiritual father, pastor, my pastor, my father, Pastor Deontay C. Atkinson. Amen and amen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, what Amen. Uh, Brother Roland, you can sing a song, and then the next voice that you hear will be that of uh, Pastor Atkins. Amen. Also, amen, I forgot to mention, if anyone is streaming and you're having a hard time hearing, if it's not buffering, I've been informed uh, that there's an issue with our streaming, so just please do call in. You can dial 724-444-7444, 
and to call our ID number 110910-POUND. If you do not have TalkShoe, just put pound one after that, or you can call into the blog talk number 407951. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 646-716-4416. I was just getting ready to tell y'all to call me. Amen. You won't get nowhere that way. Amen. The blog talk number 646-716-4416. I was trying to get my number out on air. Amen. But, Brother uh, Roland, come and bless Amen. us with another song before the speaker comes and then pass the D. And then we will turn the service over to you. Let the Lord have his way. Amen. Amen. The word of God says, Say that wait upon the Lord shall renew that strength. The word says, Wait, I say, wait, and see the salvation of God. This song just simply says, you can't hurry. You got to wait. Listen. You can't hurry, God. Oh, no. You got to wait. Trust it and give them time. No matter how long it takes. You see, here God. You can't hurry, he'll be there, don't you worry, because he may not come when you want him, oh, he's right on time, yes he is, he's right on time. Yes, he is. Listen. You can't hurry, God. Oh, no, no, no. You got to wait. Trust him and give him time. No matter how long it takes. He's a God. You can't hurry, and he'll be there. Don't you worry, because he may not come when you want him. Oh, 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 he's right on time, I tell you. He's right on time. Yes, I'm telling you to hold on. Keep the faith and be strong. Somebody asked me how long. Lord, tell me how long. We've been there and do it for a night. But oh, in the morning, joy will come in the light. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I told you. At the time when you feel like giving up or sensing mm-hmm. see the salvation of God, that's when he'll show up and he'll make everything all right. I tell you. I tell you, he's right on time. No matter what you're going through, he's right on time. May I come when you want but he's right on time. 
Yes, he is. He's an on-time God. I'm telling you to hold on. Keep the faith and be strong. Somebody asked me, Brother Arthur, Lord, how long, how long? But he's right on time. I tell you, he's right on time. He's right on time. May not come when you want it. But I tell you, I tell you today, as you stand still, he'll be right on time. Just at the last minute, just at the last second, just at the last hour, he'll show up. And when he shows up, he's going to show out. I tell you, he's right on time. I know he's right on time, yeah. I tell you, he's right on time. Amen, amen. Amen, praise the Lord. Well, everyone, it's a blessing being with you all this evening, and we give our praise, and we give thanks for the opportunity, for the chance to, to just come and just to add a portion to what has already gone forth and to uh, compliment and to be a blessing in this, this occasion. We thank God for the invitation through Apostle Paul and Lady Keisha, as well as we thank God for the uh, precious uh, uh, opening and everything with the song, the spoken word, I was so, so very blessed by that. It really, truly touched my soul. And uh, we need men, we need men especially to be able to speak something relevant in the season, in the hour, where there's so much turbulence and so much unrest in our yeah. world, in our cities, in our nation itself. And so we thank the Lord for what's been given. We pray, most of all, my desire is that we would come at this time to just share a word with you from the heart of the Lord as it relates to men, but also knowing in that within that same um, sphere of talking and speaking that it will be a blessing to those uh, women, precious women of God who have been holding holding down things for such a long time. And I would, I would only pray tonight that the Lord would help us to, to be able to encourage, to be able to inspire, but most of all to bring greater light and awareness to what we have been called to do as men. One of the great questions of today is what is a man or what makes a man? And I believe mm. that, that being said, there's so many things to be said and we don't have all the time tonight to speak all that we should be able to say, but we want, we want to just give something of a portion to be able to compliment all the other speakers who will come behind us. I believe that whenever someone, a special man of God or woman of God, is given the first place to start at the place of setting pace, setting a rhythm, and that is a spiritual momentum that would be established so that there will come forth a, uh, a, a, a line of truth because the Bible says that the word of the Lord deals with truth and grace. And many times we've heard so much said about grace, which we should, but the Bible says that Christ came and with Christ came grace and truth. So we need to not only speak a graceful word, but we need to speak a word of truth. Truth itself is progressive. And so there's a truth in this, what I'm, in what I'm about to say, and the things that God is going to say through us, dealing with men, building up men, helping men to understand that, that it's not all over for us. God is God is going to work in all of us, and he's going to finish that work. He's a faithful God. Because of that, we need to know, to know and understand, even in times of meetings like this, as it, but it's called a revival or a summit or whatever you want to call it, it's a time of also reformation. Before you can really have revival, there has to be reformation. Reformation has to do with reforming, restructuring, bringing 
correction, bringing order to a thing, into a situation, even to a person. And so Amen. when we talk about men, we're talking about the fact that God had a plan. God had within his own heart a desire, and that is for a world-sized family, a world-sized family. And with that being said, the word of the Lord is very clear based upon Genesis 1, 26 through 28, how that man was created in the likeness and uh, shaped and fashioned in the will of God so that man would be able to carry out God's intentions and God's purposes. And for that being said, we need to understand that in this hour, in this season of the church, very much so now that it's ever been, that the, the church has to get back to the original intent for which we were all created, and that is in the image and the likeness of God. When we say that, we're making, we want to make a point that what we're trying to, to relate to everyone tonight is, is that I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily preach more than I'm going to just teach, uh, teach tonight because I believe we're in a season where we, we, we can be inspired, we can, we can be uplifted, but we need to be able to, to come back down to earth after we've shot it and after we've done so many things and we've made it a point to, to get excited in these things, but we need to know how to walk these things out. And Amen. Way, how, what does it look like to be a man? What does it really look like to be someone that God himself has called to a place of purpose, destiny, and intention, and also to have a potential in our life so that we carry out the, the true will of God, not just our own particular uh, function of just being men that go about trying to do the things that make us feel feel fulfilled or satisfied, whatever they might be, uh, be it women, be it money, be it a sense of status and fame or fortune. But we have to understand that God has given us purpose. He's given us life. And for that reason, we have to go back to the original to the original intent of God himself as being the creator. What, is, what it has caused us more problems is that the creature keeps going back to the creature instead of the creature going back to God, the creator. And, and, and when we talk about man, we talk about, first of all, we have to also understand that God is a father. God has always been a father. It has been in the heart of God to, to father his creation, to father his children, to be a father to his family. And that is one of the major reasons that Christ came to atone and to redeem us back to the Father, which is the fact of God wanting to restore back to himself that which he, has, which he gave out, and that is his own life. Because when God breathes into the, into the nostrils of man, he puts some of himself on man. We find in the word of the Lord in Romans, excuse me, excuse me uh, Psalms 8, the 8th chapter, is where David talks to God about God. Think about that. God was able to give David an inspirational revelation which came through worship because God inhales worship. He inhales our worship and he exhales revelation. And when that happens, there's an opening up of our hearts and our minds to be able to, to truly take into ourselves, to, saturate, to become saturated, to become immersed in God. And so when the Bible goes on to say that when David began to worship, he began to recognize God and all that God is and God's meaning that in the fact that he made the world, he put everything in its proper place and perspective. That's part of our function. That is not just that a man means it's a title. Man means it speaks of purpose. It speaks of intention or design. We have been designed by God. We have been handcrafted by God. There was a TV not so long ago that, was, that went by the name of Zenith, and their, 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 their brand was quality goes in before the name goes out. And in, in the body of Christ right now, God is concerned about character more than he's concerned about our numbers, of our, of our congregations, how big our churches are, how much money we will make and what we will try to do. But he's concerned about us reflecting his glory, reflecting who he is as God, but most of all as God the Father. And so when we talk about what David said in, in, in Psalms 8, David made it very plain and very clear 
that in order for a man to know who he is, he has to first of all embrace the fact that sometimes as men we're not worshippers. What we've been taught many times is religiosity. We've been taught church. We mm. know church, but we really don't know God. And so when My we really talk about man, we have to talk about the original intent of God's heart for us to be worshippers. So mm. a worshiper is not necessarily someone who looks like they're doing something, but it's someone who lives something. We can talk worship. We can explain worship. But most, most of the time, we can't carry out worship. Worship is a mm. lifestyle. And it was mm. because of David's understanding that in all that David was, he was a king, he was a prophet, he was a mm. priest, he carried a threefold anointing on his life, but yet of all the things that he was known for, and all that all the battles he had won, and the, the battles of, of the fields of Judea, of Judea and the Philistine country and countryside itself, he was known as a worshiper. You would find mm-hmm. him on a hill somewhere, twirling around and, and blowing kisses to God and blessing, blessing mm. God himself by saying, you are the, the, the longing of my heart as the deer panted after the water brook, so does my soul, Lord longs for you. A man has to become a worshiper. And like mm. David, David was able to see into the prophetic. He was able to see into the unseen. So he could say things like, when I consider the works of your hands, when I consider the works of your fingers, when I consider that, Lord, that the heavens themselves are not able to contain you, when I consider that, Lord, that the earth is nothing more than your footstool, that when I consider that man that you made of the what is man that thou mindful of him, that you would even visit him and that you would set upon him and crown him with glory and honor. What is man? What is man that you have made him like unto yourself? A little lower than the angels. In other words, you have given him rank. You've given man rank, and sometimes because of the fact that we don't know who we are, we don't know our place. And when we don't know our place, we don't know our purpose, and when we don't know our purpose, we don't have a destiny. In order to have all these things in proper perspective, we have to go back to the original intent of God's heart, and that is to know him. To know God is to know ourselves. So a man can't really know himself until he knows God. If you're taking down notes, you need to write that down in your notes. I believe Uh that's one of the things we've got to get back. We've got to get back to what is called actually God's school. Well, we don't mm-hmm. go to church. We're not just having church. We are the church. How can you have church when mm-hmm. you are? In other words, we have to be what God says that we're supposed to be. And That's that is right. we should be those who can, who can embody the very purpose and the very reason for which we were created. And that is mm. to be intimate with God, to be close to God like David, so that when we speak, we speak as oracles of God. We don't speak to, we don't speak to, compete, to compete. We speak to mm. complete. I'm not here mm-hmm. to with anyone. I'm not here to try to impress anyone. I'm here to make a deposit and an impartation of somebody's spirit tonight. Some man, some woman, all of God's people who are listening to this broadcast, who are listening to this time of sharing tonight, that you would know that you have a destiny and you have a purpose, but you have to, but you have to trace the fact of why you were created. And that's been said, and when you can't trace God, you have to trust God. And tonight mm. is the time of trusting him. Because sometimes, I was, even as Apostle Paul was speaking earlier about what he was dealing with and the man that went forth in the spoken word, how it encouraged him, that's a part of what it means to be made a man. A mm-hmm. man has to be made. You know, children to speak, children are mostly concerned about being saved. But the Bible says in, in, the, in the first chapter of St. John, it says in the 12th verse, as, but as many as received him, uh, excuse me, as, as many as received him and believed upon him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Sons are born in a sense that they're given through a birthing out, but also they are given. They're given. Because mm. many people are concerned just about being saved and going to heaven. But there's more to mm. it than that. There's more That's than right. the 
surface of our of our of our being, of our of our fiber, of every of what makes us who we are. And that is that God has placed within us Himself. What made man live, what man what made man where Paul would say is because of God that we live and we move and we have our being. That means that when God breathed into man there in, in, in the first chapter of Genesis where we see the origin of man, the, the blueprint of man, what, what, what was man's original intention of God that God had for man? And that was to go forth and to represent him in this earth, that God would rule the earth through man. That it's called dominion. And dominion is not necessarily what we do outside of ourselves because part of being a man is having what is called self-mastery being able to master one's own feelings and emotions and being able to know what it is to be a God-man, to be a God-man, a God-sent man. And that means you understand not only your purpose and your destiny, but you understand what it means to be a man of dignity, to be a man of, of integrity, to be a man of honesty and truth, to be a man of righteousness and a man of justice, not just someone portraying a role and, and carrying around a title, but someone who understands it's not the title of a pastor, it's not the title of a, of a bishop or an apostle, because those are not titles, those are functions. And so uh-huh. to talk about a man means to talk I'm about what is a man as in, as in function. How do we function as men? What makes us a man to function? Well, first of all, we have to dis- discover, am I a boy? Am I a boy trying to be a man? Am I a boy trying to be a man? In other words, we're talking about character again, because when God created man in his own image and in his likeness there in the first, uh, the first chapter of Genesis 26, and he made him in his likeness, to be like him, to reflect him, to be, as the Bible says, resemblance, to resemble him in character. We're not talking about outside appearance. We're not talking about external. We're talking about internal, internal. Because the Bible says, greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Mm-hmm. It says also in, in Colossians 1 and 27, it says, the Bible declares, it says that this is the mystery unto the Gentiles, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. Going back to Genesis, God breathed into man. So in other words, we begin because God has always been. We find that our beginning began in God. That's why Genesis means the book of beginnings. Genesis also speaks of a generation. It speaks of generations because God is a transgenerational, multi-generational God himself. And a man has to understand that his purpose is not just going to work, not just putting food on the table, not just clothing his family. Those are, those are responsibilities that a man should understand that he should have. And responsibility means just simply our response to God's ability that he's given us, our response to God's ability that he's given us, how we respond to the response to the ability that God has given every last one of us, how we respond to it, which means that there has to be a sense of perseverance, a sense of endurance, a sense of what is called we call patience. In other words, that there's a lot of making of there's a lot of making that goes into man. We're still being made. In Christ we're perfect, the Bible says in Colossians two and ten, for we are complete in Christ. However, at the same time, Paul said in Philippians one and six because the same God, he was, he was persuaded and fully, fully convinced that what God had began in them, like he's beginning in us, or began in us, he's able to finish that. So in other words, the finishing work of God is a, is a, it's a done deal. However, there is an ongoing progressiveness about us. So a man is still continually in a building stage, a, a founding or a forming, a structuring, a framing stage. We're being framed. We're being made. Mm-hmm. Wow. Children want to be saved, but sons want to be made. 
Mm. Writing it down, you should write that down because many people in the church today are only concerned about being saved, uh, hoping to pray that they're going to go to heaven. But mm-hmm. in the word of the Lord, it says that we have been made to sit with him in heavenly places. That goes back to our identity. Wow. Mm. Our identity. I've been made to sit with him in heavenly places, which means that I've already been positioned in God in Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's not about me trying to go about trying to do anything to get to heaven. Heaven, heaven dwells within us. Yes. It's Christ wherever He is. That's heaven. I'm not. Just, I'm not devaluing that heaven is not a place. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about positionally wise. We have been positioned in Christ. That's why righteousness is a powerful thing in the body of Christ, which we have to rediscover. Because if we're going to talk about man and being being firm and standing steadfast, we have to know what we're standing on. That's right. And if we really are standing, is that is that your definition or is it mine or is it God's? Mm. When God says that a man, men standing firm, it speaks about being rightly positioned. So you want to write that down, being mm. rightly positioned, being positioned correctly, adequately, accurately, not based upon church, not based upon religion, but based upon the word of God. So when we stand as men, we're standing not in reflection of another man. We're standing in, in the total, the total sum of what it means to stand in God, that everything we have is all about Christ. Everything we do, it's all about him. Everything goes back to Christ. As a matter of fact, every one of the 66 books of the Bible, Christ is the center of one of all of those books. That's For right. Itself, it's written of me in the volume of the book that I've come to do thy will, O God. So every man has to find himself in God. We must be found in God. I say often when, I, when I, um, I'm standing to preach or minister the word of the Lord and I give acknowledgement to my wife and I say, I would say many times that I didn't find her in church, I didn't find her in the club, I didn't find her at, at school. I found her in the will of God. Mm, man. We have to be found in God, which is found doesn't mean that we're lost. What it means is is that we are in a place in God. We are we are in a in a, 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 a state of mind, a condition of heart. That is continual only if we choose to be continual. Because even continuing is a choice. Even going further is a choice. As much as standing still is a choice. So when we're talking about men, we're talking about the origin of a man. What, is, what, is, what does it really mean to be a man? And it's not found in another, in another man. It's found in God. And when you find godly men, because only men can raise boys to become men. What we have in the body of Christ today, we have many people who are misled, who are what you call nothing more than vagabonds or, or renegades, people who have no fathers, who have not been fathered. They have been sired. There's a difference between fathering and siring. A sire mm. is someone, is a man that begets by way of conception, by making a woman pregnant. But that does not mean that that man will stay there and raise that child. Mm. As much as being some men today look for mentors. They look for life coaches and other men, godly men. And that's seasonal. But a real father is for a lifetime. So we have to go back to the original intent of God, and that is to be a father. Yes, he's God. But the revelation of Jesus to the church, of all the revelations that we have, we talk about many things, but we don't talk about fathering. We don't talk about fathers. I'm not talking about what we see in the body of Christ today where we got people uh, walking around as entourages behind a man and trying to hmm. carry their briefcase and all this other stuff. And that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not what fathering is. That's mm-hmm. a show. That's a show. Fathering is when a man pours himself into his sons and his daughters. Mm-hmm. Because a man's real success a real man of God's success is found in how he gives his children God. Mm. 
Success is not in how many buildings we build, how many, how much land we purchase, so that it, it, they remain as a monument to us. But no, it's how we give ourselves to our sons and our daughters. How mm. we're able to teach them and train them and prepare them to equip them for the work of the ministry. Ephesians the fourth chapter talks about how Christ gave gifts, not 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 titles, gifts, functions. Mm. I, I function as a my function is a pastor. That's not my title. An apostle is not a title. That's a function. Mm-hmm. Either we function as or we're just walking in the, 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 the substance of what the title is not. Mm. So a father is not just someone who says, I'm a father. Like a son, I'm, that's my father. That's my spiritual dad. That's my spiritual mother. No, it's more than that. It's what, what's reflected in the life of that son and that daughter. Mm-hmm. How, that, that, how well that man or that woman is able to replicate himself or herself. Because remember, a father is, a, is, is, is the, in the word. When you look at the word father, you're talking about progenitor. You're looking at the fact that that man is a, it speaks of principle. It speaks of someone who has begun something, someone who has begotten. That's why the, the Bible says that God says, this is my begotten son mm. in whom I'm well pleased. In other words, sons are not only born, but they're given. They're given, which means that, that, that a son has to be given to a father and a father has to be given to a son, you know, because even, even in sonship, sonship has to do with our adoption. Adoption speaks of how that we were outside of the safety of God, the safety of his love, the safety of his, of his blessing, and through Christ Jesus, we've been adopted into the family of God. So that's sonship, which means now we carry the father's name, which means as a son, we're supposed to be builders of the family's name, of the family's name, because a son is a builder. A son is a builder. A son is a builder. Not necessarily someone who just talks it, but someone who's able to, to, to create, someone who is able to be innovative, someone who is able to take the time to be thoughtful and to think prayerfully about the, the function of a father in his or her life to do what the father has given them to do. Notice what Jesus said. In St. John 5 and other scriptures, he said, I only do what I see my father do. I only speak what I hear my father speak. A lot of what God, a lot of precious people today are saying a lot of things, and it's not God. It sounds good. But, to, but always remember, beloved, all good is not God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of things we define as good is not God. It can mm-hmm. be fleshly and carnal in its intent or in mm-hmm. its content. And because of that fact, many of us have missed God because we're following flesh. We're following carnality. And when, that, when, we, when we do that, we're getting into a form, as, as the Bible says, a form of godliness, but we deny the power thereof. Notice today, you, can only, you only hear of recreative miracles and miracles in third world nations, places outside of America. Why? Because we've gotten away from the, from the, from the fact of what it means to know God, to know him. We know church, but we don't know God. Mm-hmm. So we talk about men and standing firm. We have to look at ourselves and examine ourselves or assess ourselves in light of the word of God. Am I a real man of God? Am I, are you a woman of God? Who are you? Because part of a father is being able, as, as God gave Adam the authority to name the animal. That speaks of the power and the authority over the dominion that he gave him. What are you naming? What kind of, because a real man has to be able to name a thing. That's why when, the, when a child is born, today one of, the, one of the, um, the sad things is that we name children today because of something that sounds cute, that rhymes with a middle name. So we give them a name, and when someone asks them a question, what does your name mean? Because the, the, a name marks or gives one a sense of reference. Mm-hmm. Where? From a father. Who's your father? 
who fathered you, who trained you, who brought you, who showed you the way to go. That's why mm. he says, Sister says, then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord, but I need somebody to show me the way. That's why Jesus would say to us in the word of the Lord, in St. John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's a point of reference. See, your father's a point of reference. Well, you, where did you come from? Where did you hail from? Where are your people from? Especially in our mm. culture, black people. Where you come from, man? Where you where, where your folk come from? Arkansas, Mississippi, where they come from? Mm-mm. Because they're trying to trace, because people are trying to trace our what? Lineage. Our lineage. Our family tree. In other words, to know for thy sake, did you come from good stock? You're talking about marrying my daughter. You're talking about marrying my son. I want to know where you come from. Because I'm concerned about my seed seed. See, because the father's concerned about the generation. Like right now in my own life, I'm in my mid-50s, getting ready to turn 53 next month, and I'm concerned more so about raising up sons, which are leaders, real leaders, not just churchgoers, not Amen. just churchgoers, but people who can carry out and people who can be entrusted with what? Not just the harvest, but the inheritance. The Bible says in Galatians, the fourth chapter, that when in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, Christ came. But before this, talks about how that before the child can be given the inheritance, even though the child doesn't really differ from a slave in the house, but until that child comes into a time and a season that the father has set his own choice in choosing, that's when they'll be given the inheritance. We have it, but can we be entrusted with it? So my point is that when we talk about men, we've got to talk about what can we be entrusted with. But that, but that, that, that's kind of going before, putting the cart before the horse, because we got to go back to Genesis. <laughs> we got to go back. We have to mm. go back to what? To a point of reference. Why? Because the point of reference helps us to identify, again, which is really important today for us men, identity. Who am I? Well, the most important thing to know, again, I'm repeating myself, we won't know who we are until we know who God is. Until we begin to discover the truth and the reality of who God is, we will forever wander and we become like nomads and gypsies wandering around, trying to do godly things, godly works, but we're, but we're lacking the understanding and the wisdom because the Father is a teacher of wisdom. The Bible says of all the things you should pray for, don't, you don't just pray for love. You don't just pray for wisdom, pray for, for uh, how, how to get closer to God because you pray the number one thing you pray for, which will bring all the others into proper perspective, is wisdom. Proverbs 4 and 7 says that wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're getting, get understanding. Why? Because if you get wisdom, you'll know how to love God. You'll know how to get close to God. you know how to do the things you should do because you're wise. No one is, I'm not questioning anyone's intelligence, but what I question as a man of God is the, is the lack of wisdom we have in the body of Christ. We have a lot of things we repeat. We have a lot of uh, vicious cycles and a lot of things that we keep going around in is what you would call an orbit. A uh-huh. And we never seem to break those cycles. Why? Because we're not wise. We're not wise. Uh-huh. And, and part, of, part of understanding what a man, what makes a man, and what marks a man is what the Bible says God said through David in Psalms, Psalms the 8th chapter, that God crowned him. He crowned him. And that word crowned there is powerful because it deals with, when you, when you do a word search on it, it speaks about protecting and even also attacking. So in other words, God crowns us with, a, with, a, with wisdom to be able to, to, to not fend off offenses and also to stand against enemies, but to be able to advance. See, Because one of the things that should mark a man is wisdom. It should be wisdom. It shouldn't just be a stature. 
It shouldn't just be how, how firm his muscles are, how, how big his bank account is. Mm. Right. Those things are superficial. Those things are temporal anyhow. But the mm-hmm. thing that should mark the real man is wisdom. Wisdom. Because wisdom, wisdom speaks volumes. Wisdom, wisdom open up, opens up doors because even as the Bible says that of all the things that a man can buy, he said buy knowledge, get understanding. And it's not mm-hmm. to say take money and get it, but to buy that means to sacrifice and to be given to what is more more important, which is a priority. Because what else, what also marks a man in wisdom is his priority. What's important to you, you will give your give your best for. What's important to you, you will give energy for. What's important to you, you will give your life for. But what's not important to you, you won't. It'll be a second choice. It'll be a third choice. And so mm-hmm. what my point is trying to bring here is that God has to become priority. Not a priority, but priority. He has to be number one. One of the marks of being a man is how well he puts God first. Mm-hmm. In the midst of trial and tribulation. Because real character, the real test of character is what you do under pressure. Not what we do when we have audience. It's what you do behind closed doors. It's what you do when you're faced with temptation and lust in your heart and you know you have to make a decision. If I do this, will it edify me? That's not first. But what, what, will it glorify God? That's first. And if it doesn't glorify God nor edify me, I shouldn't do it. It's not a matter of me getting on the phone and calling my pastor you think I should do this. You, you already know it's right or wrong. But wisdom says, I'm going to go with what's right. I'm going to go with God. So Adam was, Adam was formulated. Adam was, his whole composition and his construction was because of what God put into him, which was himself. See, God put some of himself on him. So the question remains for us today as men, my brothers, is how much of God is on us? How much of God does we, do we have? In other words, are we really glory bearers? Do we really bear the name of God? God said he would write his name upon us. To, to have the name speak of reputation. God says, for my reputation, for my name's sake, for my name, my name is out. My name is out. That was a time when men honored the word of another man or men honored the word of a brother or another man. They honored it. You, everything we do has to, be, has to be documented. Why? Because there's no integrity. Mm. Because integrity is a result of wisdom. That follows. It, it's a branch of wisdom. You find an integral man, I can, I can guarantee you he's a wise man, a man of his word. He doesn't, it doesn't matter to that man what he has to do to keep his word. He's going to keep his word. But where today it's easy to lie than it is to tell the truth. Because mm-hmm. standing firm as a man means standing firm in principle, standing firm in the standards of righteousness, Standing right. firm in who you are when they, you don't have any backers. When you have, no, when you have no one patting you on your back and telling you how wonderful and how, how great you are, but you are still true to the original intent and the design of your life, and that is that God created you and God has a purpose for you. The greatest, the, one of the greatest weapons of the enemy or strategies of the enemy today is to steal a man's, a man's identity. If I can take from you who you are, you will forever be wandering and trying to find yourself. Mm. And look at us today in the body of Christ. We have more men in the pulpit. We have more men over church. We have more men doing a whole lot of things, but they have no, they have no direction because they have no identity. They have no point of reference. Mm. A father is a point of reference. Not someone, not some highfalutin person talking about how many sons, spiritual sons they have. Well, That's, These are my sons. But, but one who truly knows how to father. 
which means a father will pull you to the carpet in love, correct you, rebuke you, affirm you. Mm-hmm. Because, part of our, because part of our identity is found in who affirmed me. What is affirmation? Well, let me tell you, I'm going to show you how, what that looks like. In the word of the Lord, in Matthew 3 and 17, the Bible says, in the setting, it was the setting of the Jordan, where, where Christ had come to John the baptizer. And, and while he was there, he was baptized with John. As he came up out of the water, the Bible says, that the heavens were open to him. And the, and the spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove, not a dove, but like. And then a voice from heaven said this, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's mm. affirmation. That was before Jesus even raised any dead people, before he gave sight to any blind, before he made the cripple walk and the leper clean. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So when he went into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy for 40 days and for 40 nights, guess what? That word of affirmation kept him. Because after 40 days and for 40 nights, well, who, who was the first voice he heard? Not his father, but it was Satan. Mm-hmm. And Satan said, what? Well, if you be the son of God, notice, if you be the son of God, make these stones into bread. Mm. And what did he say? It is written. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And we say, well, he's Jesus. Well, I understand something. He, yes, he's Jesus, but he had to come as a man full of the Holy Spirit so he could be our perfect example. But his reference of his life was his father. It wasn't church. It wasn't, it wasn't anything about the temples and about the synagogue. Because he told me that this, these buildings that you see, they're gonna, there will not be one stone left upon another, for they were all going to come down. But the only, the only thing that will stand that will be that which a, man in, which, a, which a man invests in, and that's into the kingdom of God. But what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? And what can a man give in exchange for his soul? We as men spend a lifetime trying to accumulate and trying to possess things and people. And yet, to have, to have gained all of those things and not to have God, we have to gain nothing. We gain nothing. So the point of reference for what I believe to be the, the beginning of this, of this time and this, this meeting that you all are, have been so wise to uh, hear God and to uh, begin, and I believe my part in it is to set a pace so that there's a sense of substance, there's a sense of reference in this. And so that when we look, when we point to the, to the fact of, of saying, how does a man stand? Well, a man can't stand it because the Bible says in, I believe it's in Psalms 11 and 3, it says, if the foundations be destroyed, what would the righteous do? Foundation speaks of foundational truths or principles, first taught things, which means they come from a father. The Bible says that God said of Abraham, because when he was talking to him, shall I, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do when he was getting ready to go around and judge Sodom and Gomorrah? He said, no, because he will teach it, because I know that he will teach his children's children. He will be faithful to give them. Before there was a written Bible, all he had was a spoken word. Why? Because God was giving us a picture of what we're supposed to be as men. It may be one thing to take your Bible and to be able to, to memorize every scripture in it and quote every scripture, but the real, the real matter of it all is this. Can we walk out? Can we become living the, the living epistles of God? Can we become and be the living word? What is true of the Father has to be true of us. Why? Because what was true of the Father was in his son, Jesus, and it has to be true of us. Why? Because we are we're in Christ. To cause men to rise up, 
to cause men to come from out of places of, of, of obscurity, darkness, dark places. Because don't, don't, it's not about going to the world looking for people in darkness. Let's start the church. Because many of God's people are asleep in the light. They are asleep in the light. They're, as the Bible says, awake, old man, that sleep. And it, and it takes someone of, 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 of resolve and someone of fortitude, someone of strength and wisdom to arouse us, to wake us up so that we, be, we become alive and, uh, and alert and sober to the word of God, as the Bible says in, in Isaiah 60 and 1, arise and shine for thy light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. But when a man has no identity, he has no purpose. And when a man has no purpose, he, has, he really has no future. So the point of reference is getting us back to what is called, which is the subject of this. I didn't give it, but it is the father and son order. The father mm. and son order, which is one of the most important words there is order. Notice I said one of, not the, but one of, order. And I'm not talking about the protocol of church. I'm talking about the order of God, God's order. One of the first things that God did when he, when he made mention in his word in Genesis 1 that the earth was without, was without form or void shapeless, chaotic. And what did he do? He brooded over the face of the deep, and then he spoke the words, let there be light. Before he did anything that was, that was substantial to his own economy in the kingdom, what did he do? He brought order. order. The first rule, one of the first rules of the kingdom of God is order. Where there is no order, there will always be confusion and chaos. When a man doesn't have order in his life, which means he has no father, he has no place or no one to go to, even the even the the young man and, and I believe that's the, the, the prodigal, when he had when he had spent everything he had in righteous living, the Bible says, he came to himself. He said, What did he say? I will arise and go to my father. Because he still knew he had a father in his life. It didn't matter what he had done in the in the in the progression of that of that scenario of that of that context in the scripture. We know that the Bible lets us know that his father restored him, gave him, put a ring on his finger, put a robe on his back, and put shoes on his feet. That's restoration. He gave him back his authority. He gave him back his authority. Even though he spent his inheritance, he could never spend more than the father had, which is a picture of the father, father God. Because there are some men listening to this broadcast today that need to know that I don't care what you've done in your life that has been so evil and so wicked and so dark, you can never out God's love. And that is something that has to be turned back to the church. But it has to be taught. These are, these are learned things that I'm giving you all. These are learned things. Until the church gets back to being taught the word of God. Not just, I know, and don't get me, please don't get me twisted and get it, get it twisted what I'm saying. I'm not saying we should have a good time and enjoy, enjoy the presence of the Lord and all. But, you know, it's, 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 it's also a truth also. It's not always about how high you jump when you shout. It's how straight you walk when you come down. So we begin to understand that in order for people to really know that God exists and he's real, he, he, he needs representatives, what I call, we call change agents, ambassadors, those who represent God. But if most of us are lacking a, what is called a father's deficit, and we don't, we don't, we don't know who we become like Moab, who is our daddy? Who is our daddy? And it's not just saying because we, we, we gravitate towards people on TV and we, I want him to be my father. So we, we send some money in to try to get an audience with a man. And they become, they become our quote-unquote spiritual father. But that's not fathering. That's not fathering. Fathering is, 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 is tied up in the heart of the father himself where there's a caring, there's a, there's a, there is a sharing, 
there is a mutual love and a, and a, and a, and a, a, a drawing in because a father takes sons and draws them into himself. That's why the ministry of, of John the Baptist was powerful because that what marked his ministry in Malachi was that he would turn the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers. And this, in these last seasons, in this last transition, I believe not, not the last, but one of the last transitions you're going to see before Christ comes back. You're going to see many, many people being, being given back their inheritance because there was no one there to give it to them. Mm. To tell them who they are. That's why today a father's important in a, in a young boy's life to help him to understand not only his, only his identity, but even his sexuality. Mm-hmm. So we don't we don't kick we don't throw the baby out with the watch. So we are able to 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 wisely and intelligently, which I mean spiritual intelligence, spiritual intelligence, because in spiritual intelligence people have wisdom. They know how to navigate through some of the hard, uh, seemingly hard and difficult scenarios of life. What did you do with sex, sex, uh, same-sex situation with people who want to be married and this and that, struggling with their, with their sexual identity and all? What do you do? That's what we have today. It ain't just started either. But the church is hmm. silent on it. You kick them out. You get rid of them. No, you That's take right. them and you love them and you father them. That's right. If they don't want to adhere to the word of God, then you have to make a decision. Amen. But because there are no fathers, Upright men to teach a young man what it means to put his to pull his pants up. Why should he Why should he dress accordingly? Mm-hmm. Why should he carry himself like a young man? Come on, why man. Why should he to do the things that are necessary, not just to get a woman, not just to get a woman? And how many women you can bed down? How many you can brag to your friends about? How many you went to went, went to bed with last week? But no, no, no. How how to honor a woman? And yeah, treat her yeah. as a queen, and not just to treat her in a way that she wants to be, but treat her in a way that she was intended to be treated. That's right. So that the so 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 the picture and the vision of what a man should should, should emulate is there. So you don't have a lot of women in the church trying to just trying to make up in their minds. I don't I don't even realize I don't really know if I really want to be in a marriage. Because mm. where are the men? Where are the men? I see men in suits, but I see boys. Mm. I don't see men. I see boys with toys, and he just wants mm. to be another one of his toys. My God! And that's not the will of God. That's not the will of God because it goes back to understanding that God never intended us to carry out ministry the way we carry it out sometimes. Mm. And the reason why we do is because we don't know no better. Mm. We don't know what we're doing. We don't. We think we do because we're doing things in a religious way instead mm. of in a relational way. Yeah. Because father and son order is about covenant. It's about relationship. It's not just about saying, that's my father, that's my son. No, 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 no. Anyone can do that. But it's where there's a, there, is a, there is an impartation of, of purpose, of destiny, and identity. So that when people begin to go forth in ministry, they go forth with confidence, they go forth with, 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 with assurity, they go forth with a, a sense of knowing that God is with me and that of all the people that they may minister to or not, Still, the one that matters the most is the audience of one, and that's God. Of all the eyes that may be on a young man, they should always be more more concerned about the eyes of God that are on him at all times. Mm. Because if we cannot be tested, we cannot be trusted. And part of the test for Adam was, was that he had to understand, he had to come to a place that love is not love unless you're able to choose. He did not make us like robots. God didn't make Adam like a robot. He said, I've given you everything in this garden. I've given you everything you need. 
But the one thing I don't want you to do is to touch that tree. Because love is not love unless it's tested. Mm. You don't know what you have. God didn't make us by force and by coercion to want him. But what warms the heart of the Father is when people want him willingly. And they keep walking with him, what? Willingly. Not because they're being made to. The songs that we write sometimes says, God, it's just something that made me do it. God's going to make you do nothing that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. He reasons with us. He reasons with us, not after we've done it, but before we, before we do it, which means while we're thinking it, he reasons with us. Son, don't do that. Cast that, cast that on those vain imaginations. It takes someone to teach those principles and to teach that those to learn things. Well, how does a young man deal with lust? He needs someone to model it. How does a young man deal with, with misunderstanding and misfortune? He needs someone to model. How does it look? I need somebody to walk it out. So we have to begin to pray against, uh, against this father's deficit that there will be a, 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 a convergence of men who will rise up and begin to father, not sire, the father. So, when, so they'll know what it means to stand firm as a man. It means when all hell breaks loose in their life, they stand no matter what. That when, when they're abandoned and denied and betrayed, they still stand. Even when, they're, when, when they return from someone's evil, they return good, and they say, well, how long should I keep doing this? There's no limit. There's no cutoff point. For if for the sake of Christ the Father forgave us, then for the sake of Christ we forgive others. The same grace we want, we need to give it to other people. Well, somebody has to show us how to do that. The word of God becomes lived. It, 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 it took on flesh and what? Dwelt among us, amongst us, tabernacled amongst us. Not too many believers want to walk this thing. We want to talk it, but we don't want to walk it. As I've said before, we can explain it. We can talk about it. We can quote scripture, but we can't do it. We keep talking about the wealth that's laid up for the right, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the right, but not too many people are coming into our wealthy place. Why? Because no one is teaching us principles, because we don't have the time to learn them. Everything in the Christian economy and the kingdom of God is learned things. This word of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. God said to Joshua, Joshua 1, and if you meditate on it day and night, you will make your way prosperous and you will have to do it. God's desire is for women and men and men and women to become successful, not only in the things of, of, of the temporal. He wants us, he wants us, he wants us prospering. But prosperity is not just money. Prosperity is when the power of God, the person of God is able to flow through you without any, without any hindrance. That's prosperity. We put it all in a nutshell. It's all about this is what you can buy with money. No, no, no. There's just some things you can't buy with money. A good name is better than money. That's what Solomon said. A good name is better than money. Having a good name will get you in place that money could never get you in. But that's learned, which means a person has become, a man has learned how to become integral, which means he's learned godly principles that have to be trusted, but they have to be tested. As silver, as the Bible says, is tried seven times, so the word of God in us is tried, not because God's word will not stand, but because you've got to be tested. In other words, a father has to be able to cut, a son, cut his son. Abraham had to cut Isaac. Paul had to cut Timothy, literally. So what was that? What was it? That was a picture of us having a father to cut us with what? The word. That knife was the word. And what hurt was the truth of the word. Not all of us are able to deal with truth. The man, one of the greatest measures of a man is how well he handles the truth. If he doesn't have an attitude, if he doesn't fall out on the floor and throw a tantrum, but he's able to, he's able to man up and say, thank you, Lord, that was the truth. I received that. 
even though it hurt him, even though it hurt him to his core. But yet because of character being, being developed in him, he'll stand and say, thank you, Father, that's what I needed. So tonight is not just a, I don't, it's not so much a preacher happy more than it is to, to leave a deposit of truth and, 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 to, and to establish something tonight that will, that will be given as a, a sense of substance and a point of reference for you all to know and understand that we are in times that we need to be about the Father's business and we need to know how to be about his, about his business, how to be accurate and adequate in what we're doing, how to be precise in what we're doing, that we're not just making up things as we go along. We're not just talking about men and women and just what a man, what it takes to make a man and what it takes to make a woman. We know what it means. We know. Because that's what the world is looking for. The world, even the world itself that's in darkness and in lies and, 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 and all kinds of injustice, they are still looking for truth. They're hungry for truth. And so much more of the church is. Because we've been inundated with a, with a false spirit, false spirits, false prophets, false words. And when you don't know the what's true, because you haven't studied truth, you'll go, you'll fall for the lie. The Bible even says about Adam and Eve that they've exchanged the truth for a lie. They had already been made in the image of the likeness of God, but Satan came along and said, he says, when you eat it, he knows that you're going to be like him. They were already like God. And today people still believe they're still duped, still tricked and hoodwinked into believing something that's not true. You'll never find who you are in you. You're only going to find who you are in God. And that's the heart of God tonight. That's the will of God. That when a man stands firm, he's standing firm on principles. He's standing firm in faith. He's standing firm on the fact of the standards of God's will and purpose for his life. And he's not, he's not persuaded to go one way and the other. He stands in a place of security. He, play, he stands in a place of dependency upon God, which gives him a resolve and a heart and a mind that cannot be shaken, even though he's been shaken. A man should come to a place where he can no longer be shaken the way he used to be. That he's no longer tempted, in a sense, to, 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 to lower his standards of righteousness, to please his flesh. Whatever that looks like to anybody. Because as men, we know what that looks like. The greatest, one of the greatest tests of a man's life is women. Not just money, but what a man does with a woman. Hmm. So when a man understands who he is in God, he'll treat a woman, if it's a sister, a mother, or whoever else it might be. We're in a respectable, honorable way. But honor and respect are learned things. And someone has to be in our life to teach us what it means to be honorable and respectable and to walk in it and to walk it out. So when they, when they need something to look at, because even when God teaches us faith and hope and peace, he points to somebody too. He said, now look at her. That's peace. He, he said, you want to learn faith? Look at that man over there. That, that's faith. Mm. So now you begin to see as Paul said, you are our living epistles. What we've preached, you're the proof. What we've shared, you're the living, walking truth of it. Because now you, now I can point to you and say, that's the, that's, the, that's the power of the gospel. That's the power of the word of God. So that men are no longer lost beings. We're found. David said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Why? Because in order for me to do that, I have to, I have, to have an acquired appetite and taste for God. And most of God's people today, they have a wrong diet. Mm. And we have to change our diet. Until we change our diets, we're going to keep on going after the same old thing, after, after, after strange flesh. Mm. 
the matter of the homosexual, the matter of the of the, hook, of the whoremonger, the matter of the drunkard, the matter of the murderer, it's appetite. It's a matter of, yes, it's spirit, but it's also a matter of appetite, an acquired appetite. If, they can, we can, if we can give them Christ and teach them how to change their appetite, mm. they'll change their ways. Mm. So tonight I pray that you will help. I pray that you were, were somewhat enlightened. I believe that the others who are going to bring their portion, I believe um, that I have it all because it's not, that's not the word. That's not what the Lord No one man has it all. I have, I have more word. But I believe what, what God has given tonight is sufficient for what, what must be done. And that is to bring us back to square one, to bring us back full circle to the importance and the origin of who we were created to be, and to understand that we were crowned according to, as the word says in Psalms, the eighth chapter there, as David talks about those things that matters that matters to God first, so that man can find himself in God, so that man can say, yes, I have been fearfully and wonderfully made. I am uniquely made by God. I don't have to imitate anyone. I'm not a. I'm not a. I don't. I'm not a mini me of anybody. Mm-hmm. I, am, I honor every. I honor every man and woman of God. But that's not who I am. I am who I am. And I honor because if I dishonor, if I, if I if I try to be like someone else, I'm dishonoring my purpose. I'm dishonoring God. Mm-hmm. Because someone has taught me, a spiritual father has taught me that you God has made you to be who you're supposed to be, not for you to be like everybody else. That's right. He created you to truly be. And when you're that, you can stand firm. And you won't you won't sway. You will not vacillate back and forth, but you'll stay in a place that it will give people a sense of reference for God, that will be able to reference God in your life. That has to be God. That has to be God. They've been through hell, but look at them, the kids, they still standing. Tears mm. streaming down their face, but they keep on going with God. They keep going with God. They keep treating people right. Not because they deserve it. But because God said so, and because if He said, "If you're loving, you keep my commandments," I'm not. I'm not commanded to like you. I'm commanded to love you. Mm. And I must do it within within the, the the character and the sphere of of good character and attitude. I can love you, but if I but my if my attitude is wrong, it's not it's not it's not authentic. It's fake. It's phony. So a real man standing firm is a man that understands. That the ground on which he, upon which he stands is firm foundation, which is the word of the Lord. It doesn't shift. It doesn't change. It's not unstable mm. that the man building his house on thing. But the man that was wise built his house on stone. He dug down deep. He took energy, time, and resources to dig down deep, find that solid bedrock, and build on that. And says so a lazy, foolish man who just built his house on sand, which is called mm. unstable. And a lot of men are building their lives on unstable elements instead of building your lives on the solid rock of Christ. So I love you all tonight. I pray that you've been blessed to help tonight. Amen. And I know that uh, more more uh, word is going to come for the remainder of this time, uh, tomorrow night and the, and the remainder of the nights. And uh, all I wanted to do tonight was to be a voice uh, of one crying in the wilderness to you all tonight. I did come, as I said, I didn't come to compete. I came to complete. I've come to, to just be a blessing. I didn't come to impress anyone. I have nothing to impress anyone with. Other than to point point everyone back to Jesus, I'm just an instrument and a vessel that God is pouring out, and and the more He pours me out, I need to be filled up. So this is the time for me to just pour out, and and I know God's gonna fill me more with more of what He wants me to have to give to others. But I just want to know that you all know that I'm grateful and very thankful tonight for this opportunity. 
I don't count it as a little thing. I don't devalue it. I believe that any opportunity you have to share the word of the Lord is very, very precious and valuable, and we should seize the moments of our lives with a sense of understanding and, and a sense of, uh, of, of a now awareness where we are now, that we might, as, as Peter said, that we may be established in the present truth of what is what, what God is presently doing in truth right now. And I just believe that many men tonight, as I just declare over their lives, may be listening, that all you need to do is turn to Jesus, turn to God. It's not to me, it's not to another man, but it's the Christ, Christ man, the man in the glory, that's Jesus. And I know he can be everything for you that you, that you need in your life. For all us others, all us other men, we're, 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 we're sometimes impractical. Sometimes we, we, we may look like we're okay, but sometimes we are not okay. But thank God for Jesus. But thank God that He's still finishing us, finishing us as well. And so I stand, I stand on the on the shoulders of other men who've gone before me. And I don't look at this as being a time that I'm here to to make myself look so great. I'm just thankful for the opportunity, and I praise God again for Apostle Paul Greenleaf and for Lady Keisha for giving us this opportunity, and to all of you all tonight. Uh, precious men and women of God, bless you indeed. I salute you. I commend you and your ministries to go and go and be all that God has called you to be. May you, may your, may your everything that everything that you set your hands to do. May the Lord bless you indeed. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon thee and be gracious to thee. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon thee and may the Lord Himself give you His shalom and His peace in the name of Yeshua Hamashiach, which is Jesus the Christ. The Son of the Living God. God bless you. Love you much. Amen. 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 We are not going to have a normal altar call tonight, but we are going to ask if Pastor D would uh, come back to the line and just pray over the call and pray over the rest of the two nights that we have to go forth. Amen. On Sunday evening, we will have an open altar call. Uh, for deliverance and healing. So if you know any men, and men that need deliverance, no matter what they're dealing with, uh, make sure you tell them to call in on Sunday. Amen. Um, and again, on tomorrow, we're going to have our youth minister, uh, uh, Jonathan Valencia, come. So you know anybody that's youth. The young man is 15, and he preaches like Pastor D. Just Amen. preach like an old man. Amen. Amen. Uh, so you want to come back and hear him on tomorrow and hear more from uh, Prophet uh, Charles Light. Amen. We'll be with us again tomorrow. But at this time, we're going to ask Pastor D to come and pray over the call and those that are on the call and any prayer needs that may be there uh, that will be unspoken tonight. Amen. We're believing and trusting God and knowing that he will answer those prayer requests. And also, if he would pray over the offering, amen, <clears throat> um, and after he's done praying, uh, we will give you the information as to where uh, you can sow a seed into this ministry and tell you what this ministry is about and what this call is about, amen, so please don't hang up, amen, Pastor D? Yes. Father God, we just come before you. We thank you, first of all, for being a God and a Father unto us that is full of loving kindness and tender mercies continuous, and Lord, never ending, never stopping. And we just thank you, Lord God, so simply as children to come before you now, Lord, and to pray that your hand of grace will cover all of those who have listened tonight and those who have particular needs uniquely uh, in, their, in their content, but Lord, knowing that you're able to, to meet them right where they are. Father, we release your hands. We release you, 
not that you need us to, but, Lord, by way of, of partnership because you called us into, into co-laboring with you. So we want to make sure that we follow your direction tonight. And we just want to thank you, Father God, for the lives that are going to be even further uh, blessed as this time goes on for the speakers that will come behind it and to, to take up to take up the slack and, and begin to move in even a greater dimension and greater ways. We pray for unction for them, that they'll have unction to function, that they'll be able to move under open heaven and an anointing of, of the Holy Ghost and, and follow God that they will be able to put flesh in its place and denounce their abilities and exalt yours. I pray, Father God, for wisdom and understanding to flow and that your hand of grace would guide and, and direct and give, Father God, the illumination that is necessary that the eyes of our hearts will be illuminated with revelation and wisdom and understanding. I pray tonight, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for the endeavors of this ministry, Father God, that will, that will be a blessing to so many. I pray, Father God, where there are, are resources that are necessary and that are, that are assigned to this ministry will come forth, O oh God. I pray that over and over the offering that, Lord, you will bless those who give, O oh God, a thousand times more. I pray in the name of Jesus that even in areas of, of great great debt and great uh, financial uh, woes and despair, that you will bring peace and that you will miraculously, Lord God, bring cancellations of debt, that you will bring, Father God, miraculous, Father God, resources into the hands of the people who have been faithful to follow your lead and to follow your word. I thank you now, Lord God, we give you praise and honor. We thank you that this time uh, that will go further, Lord God, after this night, that, Father God, that you will continue to bless it and that those who listen, Father God, will leave knowing that they've heard the word of the Lord. There wasn't a man or a woman that spoke, but it was by the, by the very voice and the sound of God that you, you said something into their life. You sent something and said something into them. And we bless you for that right now, that they will never be the same, that their life, Father God, will transform and transfigure and bring you glory. We bless you for it. We thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, and it is so. Amen. 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 Pastor D, don't go anywhere. We're going to have you do the benediction. Amen. We're going to move very swiftly and quickly here. We don't want to keep you too long. Amen. Uh, Pastor D has prayed over the offering. And I just want to share this with you. All of us here, we go out to eat, right? Amen. We Amen. go to restaurants and we go out to eat. Amen. How many would say tonight that you came to the table and you received a fine meal, and the service was top-notch. Amen. Can, can, can amen. I get an amen? Amen. amen? amen. And when you go to a restaurant, when you get that kind of service, what do you do? You leave a tip. tip well. Amen. Yes. And you tip well. Amen. Yes. Well, tonight we have come to God's table. Amen? Amen. We, we have amen. dined at his table. We have had a full fork course meal complete we should not be leaving the table starving amen so i say to you tonight to sow back into that table leave your tip amen for god amen and when you leave a tip for god that's the best amen that you have now your best tonight may only be 50 cents it may only be a dollar but give your best on tonight amen you're not giving it to us amen but you're giving it on to god amen and it is to help us to continue 
with this ministry, amen, and this portion of this ministry, the men are standing firm on God. Brother Carlton, Deacon Carlton, and I have a vision for this ministry, amen, as as seeds come in and as we grow, amen, we want to have conferences, live conferences. We want to be able to uh, send him money in Vegas so that he can go and go to the shelters where the men are and give them T-shirts and deodorant and stuff that they need, amen. Um, We've been doing this ministry for a year. We just had to take a break because they were moving and stuff. And amen. But we're back, and you will hear from us every third Sunday uh, with the men's ministry. Amen. But we would like for you to sow a seed on tonight. Amen. Into this ministry, we're going to ask uh, our administrator. Uh, Minister-elect Karen Franklin to come, and she will tell you where you can go to sow the seed. Uh, if you want to send a check or a money order, you can contact me uh, in my inbox, and we'll give you that information where you can send that to. Minister uh, Franklin? Uh, the website is www.e, as in Edward, W as in Walter, O as in Over, L as in London, M as in money, dot org. Amen, amen. And as I said, Pastor D has already prayed over the offering, so we thank God for everyone that intends on giving on tonight. At this time, we want to very quickly allow those that would like to share some comments with Pastor D or just share some comments uh, to do that very quickly. Amen. We do want to bring uh, Brother Arthur Rowling uh, forth uh, first because he does have to leave. Amen. But we thank God for him being here with us this evening, Brother uh, Rowling. God bless you. First, I want to say that we are very appreciative of the word tonight. You know, I'm mindful of the word says that uh, how can a man hear without the word and how can they preach without it being sent? Um, I'm sure tonight that someone listening, as well as myself, that this word was nourishment and vitamins for our soul and marrow for our bones. Uh, one of the things that he said that took with me, he said that, and I'm mindful of that, in this time that we're living in, that we are all hurting more so now and going through than any time. More people are turning back to God than ever before. Then there are still those that are lost that don't know God. But he said that the creation is turning back to the creation instead of the creator. And we have to be mindful of that, that our source is Jesus. And anything else that we build our foundation on, as he said, is sinking sand. So we have to learn to build our, our foundation on the solid rock. And that solid rock is Jesus. And I thank you for the word. I thank you for the opportunity to share in the ministry tonight. And I, I pray that the word didn't go void and it went out and touched someone's heart. And they'll 90 someone else seconds. Bread. Amen, amen. You all will hear the blog talk. It's just getting ready to go into archives. Don't be concerned about that. Amen. Do we still have Prophet Charles Light with us? Yes, sir. I'm still here. Amen. Come on and give your comments, man of God. Um, yeah, I have a blessed by the word and the whole service. I mean, thank God for you. I don't want to say a whole lot because I'm not the time is seconds. But uh, thank you for having me, and, and I look forward to tomorrow evening. Everybody be blessed. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen, amen. Um, then we're going to hear from, amen, Deacon um, Carlton James's wife, amen, Elder Colette James. Are you available to give comments? 
Amen, amen. As always, my, my father in the gospel, my pastor, um, has has done what God has assigned him to do and delivered an incredible word. So I, I was just blessed listening. I know it was for the men, but it edified my soul as well. So it was awesome. Amen, amen. And we do want to give honor, amen, to our brother, our co-founder of Men's Day. Ten seconds. Our wife, Elder Colette James, we thank God for uh, her being here this evening. Amen. And to my wife, amen, Lady Keisha Greenleaf, amen, truly amen. Good honor to her, amen, amen. my queen, amen. amen. Um, we want to we hear from her, amen. Amen. I, I have a lot to say, but I know time is winding down, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> However, um, you know how they tell us that when we go into a, 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 a restaurant like Wendy's and McDonald's, they say... <laughs> The extra value meal is not good for your soul. It's not good for your 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 body. This is the kind of extra value meal I want to keep eating from. Amen. That's good. And uh, 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 Deacon um, James, I just want to say I'm getting in line second, third, fourth um, for this spiritual gumbo because this stuff is brewing. Mm. And it is, it, Pastor D, I'm just going to tell you, I just love you. Love you as well. I, I just, the, the word was just awesome. And it just brings back. My husband was going through the house and we were saying, wow, we really missed the word. We, we You know how we used to be together almost every week? Mm. Um, uh, you know, and we just really missed that. And you don't know what you miss until it's gone. Mm-hmm. And it was just an awesome word. And uh, I just enjoyed it. And um uh, to Prophet Light, I'm, I'm just going to tell you a secret. I requested, you know, my husband and I, we celebrated 10 years back in June. God bless and you. And I requested. Congratulations. Thank you. I requested your spoken words at our reception. And mm-hmm. it was played. Well, that bless and, my soul. And, Thank God for you. Appreciate and it. And tonight, my husband and I were both crying. I mean, it just touched our heart. You just don't know the stuff that we went through, uh, mostly my husband today. However, mm. I cried for him. I cried. I, I, the words just touched my heart so much. It was just an awesome, awesome spoken word, and I, I just thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to that tomorrow and, and on Sunday also because I know when you build up like that, it, it's just going to be awesome. Awesome. Bless the Lord. Praise Jesus. And, and I was blessed by everything myself. And um uh, even you guys' ministry, the radio station, because I listen to it. We check it out every day. Amen. <laughs> so, um, Amen. Yeah, and the, yeah, the kingdom in the world needs your ministry, needs you and your husband. So thank God for you. God bless you. And, I, and I'm sorry, giving honor to God and, and giving honor to my husband, who is my sweetheart and, and the love of my life. And I, I'm just so glad that you listened to God and, and went through um, with this tonight because it really, really, I think, blessed both of us. Amen. You know what I'm feeling. So I, I just give God all the glory and all the honor and praise. And, and to each every one of you, God bless you. Amen. Bless you. Amen. That's, that's when you know it's good, when she gets talkative, because usually she don't have a lot to say. So, <laughs> amen. But I'm I'm going to turn the, the, the harness over to my brother. Amen. My best man. Amen. At my wedding. Amen. And. Uh, truly, this man has learned me. 
Amen. Him and his wife, both. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Truly can call Thank them God. my sister and brother. brother. Amen. For real. For real. Amen. For real. My sister wanted to throw me in the pond a couple of times. <laughs> my brother probably wanted to put me under a car or just roll over me. Amen. But they love me. Amen. Like Pastor D said, you know, they, they came with correction. They they, yeah, they came they, in love. They Amen. And I appreciated it, everything that they did. Amen. Especially from my brother, because I truly had another man of God standing firm in God with me on the day that I renewed my vows. So I I truly thank God for him and for him being the co-founder of this. And y'all continue to keep praying for the two of us as God leads us and guides us. You know, even though he may be in Vegas and I may be in Florida, I believe truly because God has called us that we are going to have an impact on men across this world and across uh, these states of America. Amen. Um, So, Brother Carlton, uh, come on, man of God. Uh, Thank you. God bless you. Uh, Well, uh, what can I say? I I told everyone on the air (laughs) that uh, to be ready, that the the table was set by Brother Light, and uh, everything was served by by my father, and uh, hmm, and nothing else could be, could be said, man. Because uh, Pastor, like like always, you know, uh, he brought it. But like, let me tell y'all something. Uh, you guys, that that was that was light. Mm-hmm. See, that was light because uh, 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 he he. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, the things I could tell you that that that, that my pastor could do, you know. Mm. A lot of times when, when when pastor get going, you know, we sit there. At least I sit there at the church, and I'd be expecting him to. I'd be expecting him to just lift off and start floating. I don't know what I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, okay, where did he go lift off? And was, uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, man. I'll pass to get on one, man. And uh, and I'm gonna tell you, uh, a lot of churches, you know, when 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 the when the when the, when the set man of the house uh, speak uh, after a certain time, the uh, the, the pews kind of like empty out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At our house, <laughs> they get full. They get full. <laughs> At our house, you know, at the church, you know, the deacons have to get together and put people out. No, that's right. We've been wondering around him, look, you, you guys ain't got to go home, but y'all got to get out of here. <laughs> Amen. Oh, wow. That, that just goes to show that uh, the love we have, the respect, the honor that we have for this our set man of the house, our, our, our pastor, our shepherd, and our father. And again, I, I, I just thank him for for uh, honoring us tonight. I thank him for for the word that he spoke, and I, I also thank thank him for the uh, the table that he set because uh, he brought he, he brought he brought the food, and uh, he put it before you. Now it's up to you guys, sound of my voice to eat from it. 
Thank y'all, everybody, for the sound of my voice. And don't forget, tomorrow night, uh, get ready, get ready, get ready. Uh, the table was set, the meal was served, but uh, we still got two more days to go. Amen. And, uh, uh, we have the young brothers on the, on tomorrow night to bring the word, and uh, the brothers, brother got fire in him too. So uh, mm-hmm. I I just want everybody to know that uh, you know you guys you miss if, if you miss tonight you miss something, but um, get yourselves together and and hold on because uh, the more word, more strengthening is coming. And um, God, God, to God be the glory. God bless you. And uh, Apostle Greenleaf and myself, we all thank you. God bless you. Amen, amen. I think my brother said it all, amen, so I really don't have much to say. What? Amen, but to my father, amen, uh, y'all might have to throw us out of Vegas when we get down there. <laughs> Amen. I, uh, Colette and them might have to build on another section of the house. <laughs> amen. Because I tell you, we, we, amen, we're ready to get out of Florida. <laughs> Colette know why, too. <laughs> uh, but we bless the Lord. We, we are so looking forward to coming down, and we're going to be one of those ones, amen, that are going to have to Calton is going to have to say, y'all, y'all don't have to leave, but you got to get up out of here. Get up out of here. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so we're, we are so looking forward to that. And uh, Pastor D, man, I tell you, the father and son order, you put it in order tonight. He did. Amen. Oh, wow. if, if you missed any of the service or you'd like to share it, amen, we'll be posting it uh, on Facebook and the event page. Amen, so that you're able to share it so you can go back and listen to it. Amen. We thank God for um, ministry staff. Amen. Uh, Minister Karen, uh, Prophetess Tanya, and uh, Prophet Troy. Amen. Um, on tonight, we thank God for their presence here on this evening and what they do and uh, how they are a part and honor this ministry. We truly do thank God for them. Amen. And all of you, uh, our guests, everyone that has uh, taken the time to be with us on this evening, amen. But at this time, we're going to close the service, amen. We're going to ask Pastor D to come and give his final words and benediction. Pastor D, let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find the ministry. Oh, and I- I'm going to charge Minister Collette, amen, to please, please continue to live stream on Sunday, so the Greenleafs can be a part Amen. of the service. Yes. Amen. I'm charging you. I'm charging you. Amen. To continue to do that because we had front row seat. Amen. We can even hear you. Yeah. Amen. I do stream it every Sunday. The one Sunday that you caught it, um, it, it was really by accident, but we know it wasn't truly an accident because several people chime or, you know, logged into it. But I normally stream it on Bethany's page on Facebook every Sunday. Oh, okay. And that particular Sunday, 
for some reason, it streamed on my page uh, rather than on Bethany's. And so um, I had all kind of people <laughs> coming at me going, where's that page at? And da 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 And, you know, but I do it every Sunday, but it's normally on Bethany's page. So just, you know, keep an eye out when it says New Bethany Family Worship Center is going live. Okay, amen. Send me send me that information so I'll have it, too. And Pastor D, when you come and give the benediction, let everybody know where they can go, you know, to to hear your services on Sunday, because that's some good food, y'all. I, I lie not. That's good food. Yes, it is. Amen. And Pastor D, you know we love you. We love you. Love you. Man yeah. of God. And hopefully we'll be able to get you to come back again soon. Amen. Uh, we could have you here every Sunday. Amen. We would. <laughs> Look, I'd sit down. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. But uh, we do bless the Lord from us. Come and, and give the benediction. After benediction, we will close with a song. Remember, everybody, come back tomorrow, 6 o'clock, not 7, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Amen. Uh, we're going to have a time in the Lord again on tomorrow. Again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Pastor D? Amen. I, I won't be able to stay. Uh, I'll be leaving right after I do the benediction. I have a wedding, wedding rehearsal I have to do in about 45 minutes. So, um, But I thank God for this opportunity and this chance to be able to come and again to uh, Apostle Paul and, and uh, Lady Lady Keisha and to everyone, uh, Carlton and Colette and all the other precious men and women of God. I don't want to start calling more names, but I'm just beginning to, to learn some of your names. But anyway, I just thank God for the chance and opportunity. Um, we're we're everywhere just about. We're on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Twitter. So if you want to find us, just look up Deontay, uh, Pastor Deontay, D-E-O-N-T-I-A, and you'll find us um, in the Bethany Family Worship Center for All Nations. Uh, you can find us very easily. Uh, we're on Facebook. We have our own page there, too. So um, Elder Court has already given you some information as well, so you can, you're can definitely welcome to to, to, uh, to sit in and fellowship with us as, as much as possible. And we're just grateful for the word today, not because I gave it, because it's always God's word. And uh, I just pray that your lives have been enriched and edified and blessed. That's my, that's my heart. And so we just thank God, and we just want to give him the praise for this chance and this opportunity. I pray you all have a wonderful day, a, a, a day, evening, wherever you are, uh, time zones, I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, be safe. God love. we love you. God loves you, of course, for all, above all. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, and may he himself, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, the Son of the true and the living God, give you always, continuously, his peace, his shalom, in the name of the Lord. God bless you. Love you much, everyone. Amen. Shalom. Love you, Pastor. Uh, Minister Collette, if you could, in the event page, just um, put in the information for Pastor D and where uh, the website and stuff can be found for those um, that would like to uh, follow him or uh, join in on Sundays. Amen. If you could just drop that information in the event page for me, it would be much appreciated. Amen. God bless you all. Again, thank you for joining us. Enjoy this song, uh, this closing song, and we'll see you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Amen. God bless. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.